This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message. It is Tuesday, May 24th in the year 2022. And that was Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. And he was speaking at Mar-a-Lago. And Mar-a-Lago, of course, that's Donald Trump's country club. Uh, Interestingly, that is the first country club in all of West Palm Beach, Florida, that allowed black people and Jewish people into the country club. He's a noted anti-Semite and racist, so I thought that was worth note. And that is, uh, I almost said President Ron DeSantis, have I led too much? Uh, That is Governor Ron DeSantis speaking at Mar-a-Lago. And I thought we would start with that as the cold open because something interesting might be brewing, right? One of the big questions that I got when I was on tour was what is going on with these two? Which one's gonna run for president? What happens if they both run for president? Are they talking? Are they friends? Et cetera, et cetera. As if I have great insider knowledge on that. I mean, I might have a little insider knowledge, but I don't have any insider knowledge that I can share with you at this very moment. Uh, So I thought it was interesting because there's DeSantis showing up to Mar-a-Lago and giving a talk and really giving a talk about uh, what I want today's theme to be which is they are going to try to scare us again. A lot of you have been messaging me and saying, Dave, you haven't said anything about monkeypox yet. I just got back yesterday, but monkeypox, it's out there. People are freaking out. And what does the system do? Every time we take two steps forward, it scares us to take three steps backwards, right? We know this and they're freaking us out about monkeypox. I want everybody to calm down. We have some actual facts and information for you. And uh, don't trust the people who have been lying to you all along. And we've got video to prove that they've been lying and scaring to you, scaring you for quite some time. And if you fight back, maybe we can win. It's not just Ron DeSantis that has to fight back. It is you as well. Quick reminder, if you wanna see me and the governor, perhaps future president in Orlando, we will be there on June 2nd at the Plaza Live Theater. That's right, I'm gonna give about a 40 minute talk and then about a 45 minute interview with Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, A couple tickets left, daverubin.com slash events. And before we get to all of that, I wanna talk to you guys about Bonner Private Wine. Do you know what's in that wine bottle sitting on your kitchen counter? No, traditional media, they just won't tell you. Try oak flavoring, mega purple dye, and tons of sugar. And that's not counting all the chemicals left over from vineyards that look more like oil refineries than the great chateaus of old. But better wines do exist and they don't cost an arm and a leg either. Take it from America's top wine explorer. Recently, he came across a wine unlike anything he's ever tasted. 
Problem is this delicious red wine can be only found in a single isolated corridor known as the world's most remote wine valley. Heck, he nearly died twice trying to find these vineyards. That's a lot of times. The wine that is that special. Want to give him a try? Today, head over to Bonner Private Wines, and my audience can get these rare wines at half the retail price. No need for a promo code. Plus, you'll get 50% off shipping. The wine is truly something special, but supplies are limited. Visit bonnerprivatewines.com slash Dave to claim your wine. That's bonnerprivatewines.com slash Dave. And now back to me. Okay, so look, we're out of COVID. They're gonna bring COVID back. I know some people have COVID right now. It's becoming just a thing that you get and you sneeze a little and maybe your legs hurt and okay, whatever. And if you wanna take more precautions, you should. You know my feelings about locking people in their houses, firing people, forcing people to be injected with things, mandates, et cetera, et cetera. But I sense that the system has realized that the jig when it comes to COVID is up. Many of us, and I can really tell you this from, uh, from touring, that I was polling my audience, how many of you did not get vaxxed? And a huge, I would say 75% of my audience did not get vaxxed. I did not get vaxxed. I was very proud of people to make their own decision. I can tell you the type of applause that people gave when they applauded and screamed and cheered that they didn't get vaxxed. Uh, because people were proud that they stood up to the system. And then there were some people in there who did get vaxxed and they felt they had to, they were frontline doctors and nurses there, and everyone had to make horrible choices with all of this. But the point is that what they really tried to do was scare the hell out of everybody for a virus that had something like a 99.997 recovery rate and really was only killing people over 80 years old with other comorbidities like diabetes and uh, being overweight, et cetera, et cetera, and all of this stuff. So the average COVID death age believe it or not, was higher than the average age of the population, okay? Than the average age of death, all right? So anyway, all of that being said, uh, they're realizing that they're losing us on COVID a little bit because they, they scared us a little too much and too many people wisened up to it. Uh, so now they're into this monkeypox thing and people are freaking out. There's a couple cases of monkeypox and uh, here's Biden warning that monkeypox is coming and uh, oh, we might have a vaccine. Question, what have your health advisors told you your level of concern should be about monkeypox and the cases that are in the United States and around the world? Well, they haven't told me the level of exposure yet, but it is something that everybody should be concerned about. We're working on it hard to figure out what we do and what uh, vaccine, if any, may be available for. But it is a concern in the sense that if it were to spread, it's consequential. They haven't told him the level yet, but it's something we should be concerned about and uh, we're thinking about the vaccine. He just has no idea what's going on. He's a complete bullshit con artist. He has a mental problem. He's old. Okay, fine, so be it. Now, a lot of people are going, where did this thing come from? There's some rumors that it came from some raves, a bunch of people having raves, uh, having sex at raves in Europe. I don't know. And look, I don't know about vaccines, but I can tell you here in Florida, we're growing a tremendous amount of bananas right now. Here's my backyard yesterday. Look at this. That is me cutting bananas from our banana tree. That's Clyde in the background. And I, I'm not saying that the monkeypox came from the bananas. I'm not saying that bananas are what can cure you. Let's get the close up on the bananas. Do we have the close? Look at these bananas. These are the bananas I have in my kitchen right now. Who wants a banana after the show? You want a banana? They're not, cut, they're not quite ripe yet. We're gonna have to wait on the bananas. Anyway, they are gonna try to freak us out about this. And I think it's extremely important that we do not fall for it twice, right? Uh, because they're gonna keep trying to make us fall for it. They're gonna keep trying. Next thing you know, we'll have 
monkeypox lockdowns and the rest of it. Uh, so here's some reality in case you're freaking out about monkeypox. Uh, we've got some info from Fox News. A leading advisor to the World Health Organization described the unprecedented outbreak of monkeypox in developed countries as a random event that might be explained by sexual behavior at two recent raves in Europe. Dr. David Hyman, who's formerly head, headed WHO's emergencies department, told the AP that the leading theory to explain the spread of disease was sexual transmission amongst men at raves held in Spain and Belgium. Monkeypox has not previously triggered widespread outbreaks beyond Africa, where it is endemic in animals. So endemic in animals, meaning it's just kind of there. It's just kind of there and animals get it, and then some of them die, and that's what it is. Some of this can be transmitted by skin-to-skin -skin touching and sex. Try not to have sex with someone with monkeypox. Uh, you'll probably be okay. Uh, but yes, suddenly he is telling us, Joe Biden is telling us, uh, that there might be a vaccine for it. Have we seen this script before? Do you guys get it? It's just more fear in the system. And why would they be putting more fear in the system? Well, it does seem, remember for those two and a half weeks when we were all freaking out about abortion? That kind of quieted down, didn't it? Isn't that something? Did they shoot that one off too early? Like they, they thought that one was gonna really carry us through the summer. And now they're also warning us of the summer of violence. Um, but they want a certain amount of fear in the system. And as I said, I think people are just sort of not as afraid of COVID anymore. I think people have realized, boy, we were all wearing masks on planes. Nobody really wanted to. Then we all took them off and we're all okay. And let's not forget, remember about four days before that wonderful judge, Judge Mazel, the 35-year-old Trump female Trump appointed judge in Tampa said, take the masks off on planes. About five days before that, Fauci was extending the federal mask mandate on airplanes. Now everyone took the masks off and have we seen crazy spikes in COVID? No, of course not. Have we seen crazy spikes in death? No, of course not, because they lie and lie about everything. And it is important for us to not be ruled by fear and to figure out how to fight back. That is the theme of today's show. And real quick, guys, I wanna to talk to you about Startmail. You ever wonder how big tech knows so much about you? Three words, free email services. When you click accept on those terms and conditions, you're giving that free email provider the go ahead to scan and analyze your email. Free email services are data hoarders, they're not free. If you're done letting big tech make billions, selling the info in your email, I suggest switching to Startmail. Startmail keeps your email private, period. Every email can be encrypted even if the recipient doesn't use encryption. When you delete an email from Startmail, it's gone forever and Startmail uses their own servers, not Amazon's, which means they can't be put out of business. If you're already dropping big data hoarders like Facebook and jumping onto less censored platforms, perhaps like locals, then right now is the perfect time to switch to Startmail. Switching to Startmail is seamless too. You can easily transfer all your current email data so there's no starting from scratch. Startmail is backed by the most stringent privacy laws in the world. You get unlimited anonymous aliases. So when you're giving your email to a company but want to protect your identity, Startmail can generate a shareable alias email so people can't sell your info and they can be deleted at any time. I keep saying the way forward is to build competitive businesses that support our privacy values, which is why I value the service that Startmail provides. Your cybersecurity has never been more at risk. Email snoops and scammers are taking advantage of the pandemic as phishing has skyrocketed in the last year. Keep your private info private with Startmail. Sign up today and you'll get 50% off your first year. Go to startmail.com slash Ruben. That's start with a T, mail.com 
slash Ruben for 50% off your first year. And now back to me. All right, so first today, I am going, as I lay out the case of they're gonna try to scare the hell out of you people, uh, I'm going to now, Connor, do we have the warning? I'm going to show you something from The View, okay? Content advisory, what you're about to see, yeah, it's gonna be scary, uh, but believe it or not, uh, I'm gonna start, what you're gonna see here to start, I don't wanna tip away too much, but what you're gonna see to start is Joy Behar making sense, which is very, very weird. Joy Behar is gonna make sense, then Sonny Hostin's gonna take it away, but Joy Behar is gonna make sense. Uh, but the theme really here is that Biden scares us and we should not trust any of these people anymore. And when I say any of these people, I mean Fauci, I mean the CDC, I mean the WHO, I mean the World Economic Forum, I mean the buffoons on CNN, the crazy people on MSNBC, and certainly the harpies at The View. It's a match. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. why NPR doesn't want the COVID to spread. Yeah. So they're telling their people, if you're a fellow employee is sitting there without a mask, I want to hear about it. Report it to HR. I think I would never do that. I'm Italian. We don't snitch. Yeah. <laughs> snitches get stitches. We don't snitch. No, look, I think it's a good thing because <laughs> we've been terrible to each other during this uh, pandemic. I, I think, you know, remember Patty Lupone was, was, uh, yeah. at the theater and she had to really dress someone down, yeah. a theater goer and saying, you know, protect us. We're here without our masks. Our audience is all masks because you guys are protecting us because we cannot be masked right now. Um, and, and I think, you know, there are times when you want, you see someone, let's say on an airplane when we had the, the mask mandate and they had the mask basically, you know, around their ears, like earrings or like chin guards. And if you said anything, they would fight you about it. And this, the, the flight attendants had to say stuff. So I, I just think you have this, this mechanism now where you can just call and snitch and protect yourself <laughs> as opposed to taking it on yourself. But how do you know it's not it's somebody just snitching on somebody they don't like? My God, I can't believe it. Joy Behar and what's her name, Anna Cabrera, actually made some sense. We'll get to Sonny in just a second. Joy Behar, I'm not gonna snitch on people. Now, first off, Joy Behar would snitch on people, right? She's a crazy leftist maniac. There's just no doubt that if her makeup woman, and the woman cakes on a lot of makeup, if the makeup woman came in without a mask, of course Joy would be snitching. So it was a joke, but uh, whatever. I'll give Joy a little credit on that one. And Anna Navarro, my God, she said something sensible there at the end. How do you know that people wouldn't just snitch on people they don't like? That's interesting, Anna Navarro. You got one right. It's, I don't know what's going on here. But now let's do Sonny Hostin, who is a complete idiot. She's a racist, by the way. Um, she seems to think that people should snitch on each other at work and that it is your responsibility to make sure that other people take medical precautions that you see fit. Not just that you should be responsible for yourself. So if you wanna take whatever precautions you want, and if you wanna wear a mask, and if you wanna wrap your head in saran wrap and put a Ziploc bag on and industrial strength tape around it and all that stuff, that's your position. But that also you should be making sure that other people who don't do the things that you want them to do are potentially fired. Uh, so the point of all of this is why would we listen to these people as this monkey pox thing seemingly is disseminating. And what I mean by that is it's, it's disseminating through the media more than anything else. I'm only talking about it today because I want everybody to freaking calm down about it more than anything else. But these people, it just goes to how if you just scratch, you just scratch a progressive, what's underneath that thin layer up top, 
is a real authoritarian. They really, really want to control you. She really wanted to control those people on planes instead of just putting on a mask herself uh, and just letting it be, right? She really wanted to control people. Um, now we've got more. So this is uh, Biden's COVID czar. His name is Ashish Jha saying that if you get COVID, you don't have immunity for life, even though no one's ever argued you would have immunity for life, but they want to scare you into thinking it's coming back and your natural immunity ain't going to work. What are you learning about these repeat infections in terms of what it means for immunity and also the severity of these infections? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, first and foremost, I think we can now dispense with the misinformation that uh, if you get infected once, you have immunity for life. You know, a lot of people have argued that. We knew that always that that was not the case. Um, the second thing we're learning is that this virus is evolving. I mean, the virus uh, is evolving relatively quickly, trying to escape our immunity. No one, I never, did you ever hear anyone say that if you got COVID once, you would never get it again? Now, of course, he says, I want to dispense with the misinformation about that. No one ever said it. No one ever said it. People said there's something called natural immunity, meaning if you got it once, you had a certain amount of immunity for a certain amount of time, you might not get it again for a certain amount of time, or you might get a lesser version. That's how the human body works. That's how antibodies work, right? Um, everyone said that. I never heard literally one person say, if you got COVID, you would never get COVID again. Now, what's interesting is he doesn't address the fact that I know a gajillion people roughly, I'd have to check the numbers on the spreadsheet, and, and so do you, uh, of people who got COVID, got vaccinated, got COVID again, got a booster, got COVID again, got another booster, got COVID again, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just endless nonsense from these people. And I don't want you to be afraid of monkeypox the way they have made us afraid of COVID. Am I making myself clear here? Now there's this guy, Bill Gates. Now, Bill Gates, if you don't know him, he's this soy drinking, rather grotesque, his body. Have you seen the picture? Maybe we can get the picture that Connor could throw it in a little bit, that picture of him in the sweater. It's really quite horrible. Um, but he created Microsoft. He created Windows. Uh, Windows, of course, and Microsoft, I mean, these were products that, although they were ubiquitous and they were on everybody's computers and, you know, Microsoft Paint was nice and all that, uh, they had gajillion viruses on them, right? Every time you opened up your PC, there were a million viruses, everything would be slowed down, pop-ups, blah, blah, blah. Well, he brought us the virus on the computer and now he's somehow seemingly trying to save us from COVID and everything else. You may remember this video from a while back. How do we prevent something where we don't even understand how it came to be? Like, you know, are there labs where they need to do better at, at, at you know, enclosing the work that they're doing? I understand that they have to do the work, but how do we figure that out and how do we move forward in, the, in that realm? Well, we shouldn't be careful about lab safety. It's quite clear in this case that it came across through animals mm -hmm. and almost all our diseases like HIV crossed over from chimpanzees in Africa quite some time ago. Ebola came from bats. Uh, this also, uh, with one step in between, came uh, from bats. So it's going to keep happening, particularly with climate change, where we're invading uh, a lot of habitats. Uh, and you want to catch it as soon as you can. How do we do that? Well, you see people getting sick. Uh, you, you see uh, elevated deaths. And you go in there, and you actually take and you sequence it early on. Uh, and then you have a global group right. that is ready to go, kind of like a fire squad, uh, comes in and very quickly you diagnose people. 
he's just such a weirdo freak. I don't even know what to say. Like, what does he have to do with COVID response? Now I get it, he's got a lot of money. And when you have a lot of money, people seem to think that you know everything about everything and he's got his foundations and all of these things. But again, he created software and what did that software do? It got put on basically every computer and then every computer got endlessly infected with viruses. I don't think that's much of a jump to sort of what's going on now exactly, why he's involved, so involved in our modern virus situation. Uh, then he tweeted this out yesterday and I had to go after him for it. He said, movies like Outbreak nailed it when they imagined a global disease fighting team who is ready to respond to a crisis on a moment's notice. Now we need to make it a reality. Uh, before we get to my response though, uh, if you remember the movie Outbreak with uh, Dustin Hoffman and uh, who else was in it? Uh, the guy who molested those kids, uh, that guy was in it and uh, that woman was in it. Who was the guy? The main guy who molested those kids. Uh, the guy who was in that show. Who's that guy? The main guy, he's not in anything anymore. He was in that show on Netflix. Kevin Spacey, thank you. <laughs> Thanks guys. Great team over here. Um, sorry, there's a long list of people in Hollywood that molested kids. Um, everyone's like, molested kids? Well, we got pages and pages here. Um, uh, outbreak, the whole, movie basically is about how corrupt the government and everything and the whole system is. And then, yes, a few people, I guess, eventually he shoots the little monkey and they save the people. Okay, fine. Anyway, he tweeted that out and I felt like I got him with this retweet. I, I felt this was pretty good. Everyone hates you and that's why you shut your replies on all your tweets, you megalomaniacal soy boy weirdo. Um, I feel like I nailed that one. Uh, Candace Owens, though, she's pretty solid when it comes to responding to these people too. She has a way that we can respond to the next pandemic, and that's just soy boy Bill Gates in jail. If you think I'm being a little unfair with the, with the soy and everything here, it's just like, no, you gotta go away, man. And we have to mock these people into oblivion. What does Bill Gates have to do with your life or my life? Did anyone vote for Bill Gates? Did anyone say Bill Gates should be in charge of our health or our vaccinations or any of these things? Uh, but we've got plenty of proof that their policies are terrible. The policies of the Democrats, of the left, of the machine, when it comes to lockdowns, vaxes, mask mandates, they do it all for political gain. And they tell us they're doing it. And for some reason, a certain amount of people seem to just love it. And that's what we're gonna bring you home with here on today's show. But real quick, I wanna talk to you about real estate agents I trust. You know, buying or selling a home is already one of the most stressful things you can do. And it can be 10 times worse if you're not working with the right agent. Generally speaking, our homes are our biggest investment. That's a lot of responsibility and you need an agent who takes that seriously. That's why I recommend Real Estate Agents I Trust. We work with only the best real estate agents in every market. We do our homework talking to every agent before inviting them to join our network. And here's a big one. We only work with full-time professionals, no part-time or inexperienced agents. Our team makes the intro and then follows you through the buying or selling process to make sure that you're satisfied. The agents we work with have long track records and are the best sellers in their field. They're part of this audience. They share your values and they're almost anywhere you wanna go, including Florida. The process is simple. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com today and provide them with some basic info. Our team will contact you to make an intro to our preferred agent in your town. That's it. And then you come back to me and I continue on with the show. All right, so these people, these people who are still lying to us, who are in Joe Biden's case, trying to freak us out about monkeypox. In the COVID czar's case, people who are trying to tell us that things that we never said are things that we said. 
And then in the case of Sonny Hostin, these people who are just hysterical, controlling maniacs, uh, we should not be paying attention to them anymore. And also we have to remember who got us here. So this is before the 2020 election. This is a couple days before the 2020 election when uh, COVID was running rampant and Joe Biden was telling us he was gonna stop it and Trump was a murderer and all that stuff. And uh, you may remember Gay Pete, he's now our transportation secretary and Gay Pete had uh, dropped out of the presidential race because he had cut a deal, obviously a backdoor deal to get, uh, to become part of the administration. So then he went and became a surrogate on TV for Joe Biden. Uh, and here he is talking about how uh, nationwide lockdowns would be pretty good. Some countries in Europe, such as the UK and France and Germany, are actually reinstituting lockdowns. If Joe Biden wins, should another lockdown be on the table? Well, hopefully it doesn't come to that because we will see swift action coordinating with and supporting public health authorities, telling us what we can do as citizens without requiring any kind of mandates. But everything has to be on the table in order to keep Americans safe. Everything has to be on the table. Now, remember, COVID got much, much worse. The, the year of Joe Biden under COVID was significantly worse than Donald Trump COVID situation. So uh, Pete lied there, of course. And the, the idea that they even have the authority to lock you in your house or anything, they don't have that authority. They only have the authority that we give them people. And I will not be complying anymore. I'm never putting on a mask and I'm never being locked down. Again, I wanna be very, very clear about that. And what's interesting is the more that we fight back on this stuff, the more that we push on them, they slowly start admitting that they made it all up and that they don't know what the flying F that they're doing. Uh, you may remember this from a couple weeks ago, Fauci basically saying he doesn't even know if lockdowns work. I'm interested in your reluctance to use the word lockdown. Do you think two years on that they were worth it or were they too severe? You know, I don't think we're ever going to be able to determine what the right balance is. I think the restrictions, if you want to use that word, which I tend to shy away from, lockdown, there's certainly prevented a lot of infections, prevented a lot of hospitalizations, and prevented a lot of deaths. There's no doubt about that. Obviously, when you do have that kind of restriction on society, there are unintended negative consequences, particularly in children who are not allowed to go to school, in the psychological and mental health aspects it has on children, in the economic stress that it puts on society in general, on individual families. Obviously, those are negative consequences that are unintended. Or are they intended? Because you people are control freaks who are destroying, trying to destroy the known world so that you could build back better or whatever else it is that you're trying to do right now at the World Economic Forum, right? Like, I think, I think people are starting to see what is up here. Also, there's just no evidence. He says the lockdowns, obviously, he says, obviously, they obviously stopped death. I mean, we just don't know that. We don't know that. They obviously stopped infection. Well, I suppose to some degree, if you completely lock everybody down, it's gonna stop some degree of infection. But whatever happens to that herd immunity thing where you'd want young, health, healthy people to get COVID and all that stuff. So you guys get it, you guys get it. And I'm only reiterating all this because I want to show you that they just don't know what, they either don't know what they're doing or they're completely inept or they're evil. It's one of those things. But we, either way, we cannot forget what they did. Let's jump back to last November when Joe Biden was warning us about the winter of death and trying to scare the hell out of all of us and making sure that first responders who used to be essential, they were gonna be fired if they didn't get vaccinated. First, we must increase vaccinations among the unvaccinated with new 
vaccination requirements. Of the nearly 80 million eligible Americans who have not gotten vaccinated, many said they were waiting for approval from the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. Well, last month, the FDA granted that approval. So, the time for waiting is over. This summer, we made progress through the combination of vaccine requirements and incentives, as well as the FDA approval. Four million more people got their first shot in August than they did in July. But we need to do more. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you, the people you work with, the people you care about, the people you love. My job as president is to protect all Americans. So tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated. Man, isn't it something like once you see what bullshit artists these people are, once you really see it, once you accept it and know it, like you cannot see the world any other way. That's what their ultimate red pill is. Once you know it, then you watch a video like that, which you guys all saw that video. That's from eight months ago, right? We all saw that. And when he says it's not about personal freedom and it's not about, what is it? He says it's not about freedom and personal choice. Yes, it damn well is, you dementia-ridden old fool. That's exactly what it is. But he was trying to scare the hell out of everybody. And you know what happened? He did scare a lot of people. And a lot of people made a horrible choice that they did not want to make. They then got vaccinated against their conscience. And then what happened? The courts fought against it and they reversed it. Uh, so that even though the Food and Drug Administration said it was okay and he talked to the people at the labor board, it turned out that it was unconstitutional to have companies force people to be vaccinated. And once again, as I said a million times during the height of this whole thing, the idea that I could say to my employees, guys, you have to be injected with some experimental shit to work for me. Is that cool? Guys, after this, we're gonna take you downstairs and inject you some, no, Connor's totally not into it. Michael, you kinda, you didn't give me much there. Oh, no, okay, okay, he wasn't paying attention. Uh, <laughs> It's just all bananas. The point is don't forget and don't forget Fauci just a couple weeks ago was pushing for vax mandates on planes. If you're talking about requiring uh, vaccination to get on a plane domestically, that is just another one of the requirements that I think is reasonable to consider. And I think that's what you're talking about when you heard me make a comment. You know, there's requirements that you might want to get if you want to get into college or you want to go to a university or you want to work in certain places. When you make vaccination a requirement, that's another incentive to get more people vaccinated. If you want to do that with domestic flights, I think that's something that seriously should be considered. Ugh, just gross. It's just absolutely gross. And let's not forget, then a judge, one judge, Judge Mazel, know her name, knows who she is. She said, nope. And then everybody freaking ripped off their masks and we haven't had mass death because they have lied about everything. Uh, so what's the point of all of this? The point is they are going to try to scare you. They've proven a test. Maybe the test of COVID wasn't really about health. The test of COVID is could we just put a virus, a different virus in the system, right? A virus of fear. What can we always do? Can we always just sort of regulate a certain amount of fear in the system? And what can we make people do? And there will be people who will want lockdowns. 
There are now quarantines, the first world, the first uh, country with a quarantine because of monkeypox, I believe is Belgium. Um, if you let them run with this, if you let them make you scared, if they see that you are scared, if you see that you're going, help me, help me, monkeypox are coming, monkeypox are here, they will take whatever liberties they can grab from you. And eventually they will stop giving those liberties back, which is why it's not their liberty to take or give in the first place. You have God-given rights that make you free as a human being. And the idea that they can parse these things out when they want is crazy, but unfortunately, a lot of people have made the government God and the government ain't God, okay? Um, know that there is an election coming and a lot of weird things are gonna happen, whether they're lockdowns, mail-in ballots, mandates, vaxes, masks, ramping up the Ukraine war, et cetera, et cetera. It's all coming. So what do you do? Because I like solutions around here. You know what you do? You just stop complying. Here's my governor. Did you not get the CDC's memo? I don't see you guys complying. <laughs> and I say that jokingly, but I, I, I think that that may be a sign of potentially seeking to do more things into the future. And I think it's very important that we say unequivocally, no to lockdowns, no to school closures, no to restrictions, and no mandates. Floridians are free to choose, and all Americans should be free to choose how they govern their affairs, how they take care of themselves and our families, and they should not be consigned to live, regardless of which state in the Union, consigned to live in a Faucian dystopia in which we're governed by the whims of bureaucratic authorities who care little for our freedom, little for our aspirations, and little for our happiness. No more, we can't let it happen going forward. That's right, that's my governor. Ron DeSantis right there. And uh, which sounds right? Which one do you know is right in your gut? The guy who is saying, we will let you live as you see fit, make choices for yourself, decide how you wanna live, no more draconian, dystopian control by people who don't care about you, or the people who are just locking you in your house and injecting you with things for your own good. Which one feels right to you? But you know what, it's not just politicians who are gonna save us. It ain't politicians, believe it or not, it's you. And I can't believe this, but we even found a video from Cali freaking Fornia. Here's the money, it's going in the jar because I'm mentioning California. This is Oakdale, California. This is a couple months back. This is students, just regular old students protesting Newsom's mask mandates. Tonight, hundreds of students in Oakdale banned from class for not wearing their masks. The students say they were following Governor Newsom's example after pictures showed him maskless at the NFC Championship game over the weekend. So will their protests continue? And how is the district responding? We're getting answers. Students barefaced and packed into the Oakdale High School gym. Freshman Nolan Harris was one of them. Where by the end of the day, there was about 100 kids in there. Throughout Oakdale Unified's seven campuses, more than 100 other students ditched their masks too in protest of Governor Newsom's mask mandate. If they don't follow by their own rules, 
that they're trying to force upon me, why should I follow them? Oakdale parent Melissa Goodman shared these pictures of dozens of moms and dads outside their child's school to show their support. Don't for forget the bravery of that kid, right? High school kid, nah, not gonna do it. Newsom, you're a dick. I'm not gonna do it, I'm not gonna do it. So now let's throw back to the cold open that we started with uh, because this is just a day or two ago and this once again, is Ron DeSantis, because it's not just that you fight against these people, maybe we're gonna have to do a bit more than that at the end of the day. they feel a little bit of fear, right? They love fear, winter or death, you're all gonna die. Numbers are going crazy. They love making us be fearful. How about they feel a little bit of fear? I hope you feel a little bit of fear today, Anthony Fauci. You should feel a little bit of fear. So we were discussing before the show, all right, so how do we wrap this thing up? What really is the message? Because there are so many lives, right? And we all know this. That, I think that's why most of you guys watch this. I can try to pilfer a little bit of truth out of the, out of the lunacy. That's what you're trying to do in your own life. And then, and then hopefully you can go ahead and live a life that you think is worthy of living. Uh, and then yesterday I was flipping through the Instagram uh, and I saw this great video of uh, my buddy, my mentor, my friend, Jordan Peterson, talking about why truth is important. Partly what I'm doing is helping people walk through thinking about why telling the truth is a good idea. Not as a top-down, shake-your-finger moral injunction, mm -hmm. don't lie, you shouldn't lie, but in a detailed manner to explain the relationship between the instrumental use of deceit and the collapse of civilizations. And that connection is way closer than people think. Well, it turns out that what you do matters. And basically what I'm doing is touring and talking to people face-to-face. -face. Everyone says, well, we want meaning in our life. It's, <laughs> do you now? Because <laughs> you might ask yourself, what's the more threatening possibility? That nothing you do matters, which means you can pretty much do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. That's the upside of that nihilistic claim, no responsibility, right? And why, why not pursue narrow-focused hedonism since nothing matters anyways? So that's the shadow of nihilism. Or everything you do matters. I love the guy, I love the guy. Uh, that deceit and the collapse of civilization, these things are connected. Really think about that. What if it's through a million cuts, right? It's a thousand cuts that destroy a civilization, that kill a human being. And that all of us, to the extent that we don't put truth into the world, that every time something bad happens, something dishonest happens, we don't fight it, or we add to the lies. It's not just that we don't fight it, that's, that's one version. But the worst version is that we somehow add to the lie. We know something bad is happening. We know something that we, that we all just know is not true is happening and we don't do anything to stop it or we actually enhance it by lying along with it because it's easier to do it because it seems like that's the easy way out. That over time, that will actually lead to the collapse of civilization. Does that kind of feel like what might be happening right now? It kind of does, doesn't it? And then what is the answer to that? What is the answer to that? Well, perhaps the answer to that is knowing that you actually have a little bit of a role in fixing the thing. 
that if you in your life do a little bit more, a little bit more, whatever that means, no, I will not comply. No, I will not put that mask on. No, I will not yell at my neighbor. No, I will not snitch. Whatever that is, it's not just all about COVID. It's about the whole damn thing. But if you acted a little more honestly in your business affairs, in your personal affairs, all of those things, and you stood up straight with your shoulders back and you said to the world, here I am, this is what I believe. Um, do you think you might be able to fix this thing? And look, I know some of this is, is a bit, this is an ongoing theme in what I do here, obviously, um, but they are coming back with the lies. The monkeypox thing is just another version of the game that they're constantly running on us. Don't fall for it again, guys. Do not fall for it again. Uh, we have a great uh, cold close that's gonna sort of wrap this thing together in terms of lies and the buffoonery of the people in charge. But real quick, let's get to some comments from rubinreport.locals.com. Pat says, U.S. Health Department is running horrendous TV ads urging grandparents to make sure their grandchildren are vaccinated and falsely implying that COVID is a major danger to little kids. I have not seen that. I don't have cable TV. Um, but again, the entire machine is set up to make you scared and make grandchild turn against grandparent and grandparent turn against parent and parent turn against child and all of that stuff. And we've all got the dramas in our families. And man, don't let it win. Don't let it win. Olaf says, one of my coworkers is leaving Washington state for Florida this fall. Well, as long as they vote the right way, as long as they vote the right way, then we will be happy to have them here. Uh, and Donda says, can't wait to see you and Governor DeSantis in Orlando. Well, I can't wait to see you either. And as I mentioned yesterday, for all paying members of the locals community, I am hosting a breakfast. It's fully on me. Eat all you want on the morning of June 3rd. Afterwards, you can find out more info on that at rubenreport.locals.com. I think you got the theme today, guys. Let's fix the freaking thing. I'm really feeling that right now after being out on the road, like, seeing you guys again and being around it again and feeling the energy and the laughter and, and hugging the people and shaking the hands and all of that stuff. It's on us. It's on us. They're, they are never going to save us. There'll be a couple markers and a couple good people along the way that can help, whether it's Ron DeSantis or it's Jordan Peterson or whoever, else, whoever it is in your life, whether it's a teacher or your husband or wife or a mentor or something. It's on you, person watching this. That, that's, that's it. That's all I got. All right. I've enjoyed today's show, and now, <laughs> Joe Biden. What people drastically underestimate is the impact on the mental health of people who now everything is complicated. Not only is the healthcare piece, but people don't have a job, people don't have anywhere to go, they don't know what they're gonna do. And a lot of people you have unnecessarily, now we have over 120 million dead from COVID. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.